Rank Draft Trade. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade podcast. We are certainly happy you came back to listen to yet another episode. So let's introduce ourselves. I am the queen, Gina Noble, as your hostess. You can find me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF. And to introduce our fantasy fellows... I want to say phalanges, but I don't know how to put that in there. Starting with the Papa of the Pod, Magic Mike. You can find him on Twitter at underscore Papa Bear Claw. Mike, say hello to your fans. Hello. Every time you say hostess, I want to say, now that's the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Hostess with the mostest. Mike, you can say anything you want. <laughs> I did in my head. Clark Kent has joined us. He has turned in his cape for his glasses for the pod today. It is Mr. Henry St. Clair. You can find him on Twitter at ClairvoyanceFF. Henry, say hello to your fans. Hello, friends and fans and family and phalanges. <laughs> we need to add one to every pod. A new F. In pharmaceutical drug drug companies, yes. Well, phalanges is a PH, so actually, there you go, we had another PH. And of course, the king to my being queen, Mr. Nick James, on Twitter, at Iowa in the NFL. Nick, say hello to family, friends, phalanges, and pharmaceutical... Drug companies, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, hey. Are they sponsoring us? Big Pharma, brought to you by Big Pharma. Yeah. You know how like the fantasy footballers have like the Foot Clan yeah. as like their listeners. What should we call ours? Ooh. I was not prepared for this question. <laughs> I no. was not prepared for this it's like, question. Because we keep saying like, fans, it's like, mm. yeah, <laughs> that's pushing it. <laughs> they are fans of our show. Big fans. I can just feel it. The oscillators, because they're big fans. <laughs> we'll table this discussion. Maybe someone will DM us and let us know. Yeah, if you can come up with a a name for our posse. <laughs> First person to sponsor the our show people. gets to pick what the fans are called. <laughs> yes. First person to misspell posse. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just call everybody our phalanges. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I think actually, who said it? Henry was the one who said phalanges? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Henry, like, single handedly made the term phalanges cool. Mm. <laughs> Debatable, but I'm going with single-handedly, it. Single handedly, I used both my hands in phalanges. So, <laughs> used all 10 phalanges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today, we're bringing you a really exciting show. I know they're all exciting, but some are a little more exciting than others. We're going with the fact or fiction show. So bold predictions, or is it fiction? I like it. It kind of rhymes. I have a fun fact or fiction right here. Leonard Fournette finished as an RB1 this week, despite having negative rushing yards and only three carries. Is it? Did he pull a Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Yep. Seven receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown makes you an RB1. Wow. Fact. And he had negative points? Negative rushing yards. Negative three on three carries. Oh, negative rushing. I was like, I don't remember him being negative. Well, that's exciting. Uh, <laughs> Way to go, Leonard Fournette. 
<laughs> yeah, so we're going to go into fact or fiction. We're going to make some bold predictions and either it's going to be fact or our panel of judges are going to say it's fiction. So let's start with Cooper Rush takes Dak's job. Fact or fiction? It's like pulp fiction. It's a good story, but it's fiction. <laughs> I'm just glad we're past the Mike White taking Zach Wilson's job days and we're on to Cooper Rush taking Dak's job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Cooper Rush has been really good in uh, Dak's absence. It's undeniable that he has won games, but this is just further evidence that wins are not necessarily QB stat. He's neither winning them nor losing them the game. The way the game's being called right now might even be a good idea to keep this going with Dak. If they want to let Dak get all the way healthy and all the way back, you know, they've got a competent backup, and I think that's what it is, but it's fiction. If anybody thinks that Cooper Rush is going to take Dak's job. Do you think it lights a little fire under Dak's rear end that he is like, hmm, we've got this backup quarterback that came in and did a pretty good job. In my absence, I better make sure that I'm playing to my top potential. Mm -hmm. He's like, Cooper Rush, I need you to go out there and suck first the Rams this week. <laughs> everybody, remind everybody remind that I'm here. Remind them why you're the backup. <laughs> And if not, it's versus the Eagles the following week. But we did bring up initially that, you know, they do have a week nine bye. I would be surprised if they push it that long, but I don't see any way, no matter how good or how well Cooper Rush plays, that he actually takes Dak's job. Yeah, hasn't had over 240 passing yards in a game. That beat the Commanders, the Giants, and the Bengals is the outlier there. Well, he would not have beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers unless your name is Patrick Mahomes or whoever else beat the Bucks this year, you know. You're going to need to put up points, and he doesn't really lead a high-powered offense. And him and Dak are close. Sounds like they're both, you know, pulling for each other, rooting for each other. He's just a good backup. I mean, really what it does is it gives you, as a team, security of knowing if the main man goes down, you can continue playing well. It, it's never a bad thing to have a solid backup that you don't skip a beat in the season, hopefully. I mean, kudos for Dallas for having a strong backup in Dak's presence. I I did hear something interesting from a friend of mine. He said there is something psychological, and it happens a lot at every level of football, where if your starter goes down, right, you become kind of reliant on a star QB sometimes. You're like, well, he's going to go out there and just win us the game and make plays. When the backup comes in, it's like, you know, the receivers are like, I'm going to have to catch harder balls. Like, I'm going to have to make a lot more plays for us to win. So it's almost like the other players feel the pressure to elevate what they're doing in the uh, absence of Dak. Prescott. Yeah, they level up. Mm. Well, it's being rewarded, too, because they're also getting the satisfaction of winning. All right, well, I don't want to rush into the second question, but let's stay on Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush won't be cut at the end of the season. Probably not. You always see, you always kind of see people holding on to the backups, especially in leagues where you can kind of load up your IR and add players at the uh, end of the season, beginning of the offseason. He's probably one of the guys that'll be carried into next year, especially when you see Dak, like, you know, twice in the last few years, miss significant portions of time. Those are the backups he generally target. He is a free agent this offseason, so, uh, and he's been in the NFL quite a while, so they would have to like franchise tag him to keep him or pay him fair market value. Um, so he could possibly go elsewhere, depending on how the offseason shapes up with QBs and try to compete for a job if he continues to look great. I don't necessarily see him going out there and competing for a starter job, but if he does, that's definitely a reason to hold on to him. From an NFL perspective, what he's doing here is he's earning himself a backup job 
next year. Even if it's not with the Cowboys, somebody's going to be willing to have him be the number two for their squad. The Cowboys keep doing it because, I mean, they had Andy Dalton previously. So Cooper Rush, as far as from a fantasy perspective, if you're like me, there's no rules that you have to, like, cut the players that you're over in the middle of the offseason if you don't want to. If Cooper Rush finishes the season on the end of my roster, he's going to stay there until cut day. But I think there's a, a good chance that it doesn't look like bright for him to have a starting QB job next year. There's rookies coming in as well. So, I mean, like, it, it's a great story. It's a cool thing to see happen, but I wouldn't get uh, out over my skis with it. So I think there's a good chance he'll be cut in any league that requires you to cut down with Cooper Rush. Okay, well, that's uh, about all we've got here for Cooper Rush. Let's uh, move on to our friend MJR82. I like what uh, he has to say here, and I'm certainly hoping that this is fact because I have a good portion of Mr. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs just had a monstrous game, which was nice to see. So he says Josh Jacobs will have an RB1 finish on another team. Wait, what? <laughs> on another team? When you read the first part of a question and don't read the second half. <laughs> gonna be like RB1 finish at the end of the season or something and I'm like on another team alright noble fact or fiction <laughs> now I hope it's I don't care as long as he's in RB1 <laughs> to be honest so, it doesn't really matter as long as yeah, yeah like okay it doesn't really matter but alright so um, let me read the whole question again Josh Jacobs will have an RB1 finish on another team fact or fiction we asked you <laughs> What'd you say, Papa? So we asked you to know both. We asked her. Oh, oh you asked me? She yeah. said she didn't care. As long as he yeah, asked yeah. doesn't I care. I don't think Josh Jacobs is going anywhere. I, I don't. It's a fiction. See, I think it's fiction. Yeah. It's a fabrication. They made it up. <laughs> there you go. It's it's totally fake. Fake. It was so fake, I didn't even know the question <laughs> properly. <laughs> yeah, you're crushing it. Uh, despite rumors in the offseason that Josh Jacobs might be traded, you know, new uh, staff around him is Josh Jacobs going to be featured? They This staff drafted Zamir White. Is it going to be split? What's it going to be? It seems like they're going to run the tires bald with Josh Jacobs. Currently sits at RB6 on the season, if I remember correctly, at least as far as total goes. So he's currently an RB1. There's definitely a decent chance, if he can stay healthy, that he finishes as an RB1 total and overall, and two-thirds of running backs are going to miss at least one game. So, I mean, it goes with a little bit of understanding, but as far as at a points per game basis, if you wanted to go that route, I think he's gonna there's a good chance he could have an RB1 finish and then he's a free agent next year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Is he gonna finish on another team this year? Be really surprised. But if the season is a loss and he's leaving next year, trade deadline is it that bad of an idea to send him? Depends on how the compensatory pick program works because if he leaves in free agency, they might also get something just as equal as it would in a trade. So, uh, if you read the question, Josh Jacobs will have an RB1 finish another team, and you say, hmm, next year, maybe fact. This year, probably fiction. Mm, there you go. It doesn't say this season. I like it. That's a good point, too, because Josh Jacobs isn't washed. It's 
not like this is his last year. Yeah, he's 24. <laughs> no, yeah. there's going to be more years. So there's there's a decent chance he has another RB1 finish on a new team in a future season. Any thoughts, Papa? Jacobs. This year, I don't think he's going anywhere. Next year, depending on system, you could absolutely have another RB1 season. I'm not convinced that he's not a, a Raider next year either, even if they have to re-sign him. They might just not want to pay a crazy amount of money for him, and I'm not sure many people would. I saw somebody on Twitter make the comment that they were happy to finally see Josh Jacobs being used the way he should be. A lot. Yeah, right? They, yeah, that's what they <laughs> yeah. mean. Like, the way he should be? Like, come on, what, what does that mean? Like, 20 carries a game? I mean, that's what we hope for all running backs, and he's obviously capable of doing that. Uh, he did get a little more work in the receiving game. Perhaps that's what they were alluding to. Um, we do see, to Papa's point, most running backs, when they hit the free market, are worth more to their existing team than they are to another team. You see those big running back contracts, and they're typically a team re-signing a contract. Contract, right like cook cmc camara you know everyone the exception is gordon who left in free agency or lev bell and both times it didn't go great and uh obviously gordon didn't quite get the money he was looking for yeah i think teams are just going to be less and less likely to make a big contract for a running back on their second deal mm-hmm. it's going to just end up being more likely that maybe jacob's just a raider again you see it over and over and over again they get the big deal and injuries or whatever makes them look like a fool in hindsight for giving him that big deal so maybe it's something where everyone kind of catches on that Arby's aren't going to get big long deals unless you're CMC and even then that doesn't look good now. I feel like CMC is the perfect explanation or example of why you shouldn't invest all of that money because ever since he got that contract I feel like he's been hurt. So what have they gotten out of him at this point to make up for all of that money that they spent? I mean he's a great running back but he's of no value if he's not on the field. Mm-hmm. If you're a casual fan and you're asked who's on the Panthers, CMC. You're probably going to say CMC. If you're a fan in the stands, whose jersey do you have on? Yeah, I mean, maybe he's got jersey sales. You have jersey sales and getting people in the stands, 100%. But is that worth that type of money? Yeah, to the Panthers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is the Panthers. Yep. <laughs> I went to the Giants game and, you know, Pack Stadium week one and it was just loaded with Saquon Barkley jerseys. Yeah, I think he's a giant again next year regardless of price i mean you guys are going to open up the vault for him like when you have a guy when you have a guy a player like that that's just that great to watch and brings that many people in sells that many jerseys that was just jerseys in the stadium like people buy stuff at home people that are fans you know elsewhere that just brings in a ton of money for a team okay even if it doesn't seem like it makes much much financial sense to sign a running back to a deal or pay a certain amount of money for a player like everyone's going to see that player that everyone's going to see patrick mahomes for the chiefs that's he's going to get paid a ton of money to do that yeah it's an interesting perspective because I I didn't think of it from that perspective. Perspective. I'm just thinking of it more in terms of actually winning, like winning games. Yeah, yeah. Because does anything else matter? No. If it's from a winning game standpoint, you might as well just cycle in free agents and focus on building at other strengths. I'm a winner. I'm only focused on winning. Hate <laughs> losing. Yeah, even as a Chiefs fan, it's like we spent a first round draft pick on a running back, and people don't care about. Clyde here. I'll tell you that. People, everyone thinks Clyde sucks in Kansas City. Everyone that's a Chiefs fan is like, Clyde sucks. What happened to Jamal Charles, Kareem Hunt, like, <laughs> Priest Holmes. I mean, those are the names that sell jerseys. Larry Johnson. Yeah, Larry Johnson. Before that, uh, Marcus Allen. You know, it's like, but winning the Super Bowl as the Chiefs is probably more important than winning uh, in jersey sales. It just depends on how good your team is. If you don't have a franchise quarterback, pay your running back. If you have a franchise quarterback, don't pay your running back. What? Are you telling me Baker isn't the franchise? <laughs> 
best quarterback. <laughs> I love Baker. I would buy a Panthers jersey with Baker on it, albeit it might not last very long in Carolina, but... Get two more weeks. No. <laughs> Baker makes me want to go out and buy a Carolina jersey, mm-hmm. so there's that. Mm-hmm. I might be on an island by myself here, but I would like a Baker jersey. And it might be worth a lot of money someday because it was for such a short period of time. I was going to say <laughs> that it would be worth the equivalent of a fire starter as soon as you walk out the door. Yeah. <laughs> You got a highly coveted Baker in Carolina jersey who was only there for five minutes. <laughs> that's like a that's like a Jamarcus Russell Raiders jersey. <laughs> yeah, the Hawkeyes beat him. <laughs> like it's that jersey that people go searching for because it happens so briefly and you could barely get them. <laughs> Tebow Jags jersey. I have a Tebow Jets jersey. Jets jersey. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's move on to a wild streaks bold prediction or is it fiction? Ooh. I like it. I like it. Nailed it. Henry, this is for you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You will enjoy this question. People won't stop talking about Marlon Mack until he retires. (laughs) Fact on sleeper. Yes, facts. Facts. Facts everywhere. Everywhere. Speaking of jersey sales, I wonder if Marlon Mack like rules the roost in jersey sales because everybody's always talking about him. Yeah, the uh, the Broncos needed RB help, and they could have went and stole. Maybe Marlon Mack was elevated to the active roster. In fact, he probably was. I think he was. They went out and got Latavius Murray, who was also activated, and then re-downgraded a practice squad. So maybe they could have stolen Marlon Mack as well, but they went and got Latavius Murray, who's like 40 years old. Uh, Marlon Mack is still not good, but even when he retires, maybe he'll like go on to do boxing and people can still get to talk about him. He'll be like lurking like a Todd Gurley or someone like, oh, sign me and people are like, Marlon Mack. <laughs> I say we do a white elephant at the holidays with each other and we have to do like a gag gift jersey for each one of us. I'm definitely picking Henry and getting him a Marlon Mack jersey. <laughs> and I was going to get Jalen Hurts jersey. This guy more jersey. And I will get the queen a Cam Newton jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't. I'm getting Iowa Zach Wilson jersey. I don't hate him. I just don't like have posters of him that I look at every morning when I wake up. Yeah, that's why my camera's always turned this way. (laughs) He's got a shrine. Who are we getting from? Who are we getting from Mike? Who does Mike like? Galladay, obviously. Yeah, Galladay. Oh man, I can't think of a ton of players. David Sills. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine Henry like at school, like. Dexter's lab where he opens his locker and on his locker on the inside has a picture of Zach Wilson and then he pumps his fists at it and says stun on these hoes. <laughs> Only that's true because Henry probably still has a locker at this current point in yeah. time. Yeah, it would probably have to be Henry or Eckler, my favorite players. Yeah, get him an Eckler jersey. There we go. Eckler. Oh, totally. Yeah. totally <laughs> right, <yep. laughs> and then we and then we all have to wear our jerseys while yeah. we're recording our podcast mm. <laughs> might be fun won't be confusing at all God, <laughs> i don't i know i don't know if i could actually bring myself to wear a cam newton jersey that would be so painful yeah, at least you don't have at least you don't have a Kel- kellen winslow jr jersey Ooh, the son of kellen winslow yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah i still have that at my parents house i was very i was very excited about uh you know him when he was drafted and yeah oh he was a bust yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Unlike his father, who's in the Hall of Fame, I think, who actually has a bust in Canton. So yeah. a different kind of bust. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, MJ and Wild Streak, for those two uh, factor fiction questions, or not questions, but statements. Let's go to Dad Runner. We've got Christian Kirk, one of our faves to talk about, finishes this season as a top five PPR wide receiver. Do the multi 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 millions pay off for Christian Kirk? <laughs> I, I love Christian Kirk. I, I was pretty high on him going into Jacksonville this year. I, I got to go fiction on this one. I don't think he's going to finish top five, but but I think he will finish pretty highly. You know, that's you definitely like another. Christian Kirk? I love the situation you have Trevor Lawrence going to his second year with a much better head coach, the team kind of coming together, and he's the best receiver on the team. Who's he going to throw to? But that was the make it make sense, like, of all time. <laughs> I feel like I don't remember you being like, no, no, I love Christian Kirk, or do no, you I like him I now? No, I, I love the situation. I do I do have a decent amount of Christian Kirk, but was obviously, I mean, he okay. wasn't my favorite player then. No, he's still not my favorite player, but sense. I can definitely and it, can, it didn't. It made sense to you what what happened. Well, I guess you were like, yeah, they have to pay him a lot to go to Jacksonville. Yeah, they got to pay. They'd have to pay anybody a lot to go to Jacksonville. Right, right. You know, huh. it's not okay. Kirk specifically that I like. I like the wide receiver on his spot in the field and that position on the team. Gotcha. All right, fact or fiction, guys? It's fiction. Kirk is currently wide receiver six in touchdowns per game. He's currently wide receiver eleven in fantasy points. Wide receiver fourteen in target. Targets, but wide receiver 24 in catches. This is a barrier of wide receiver five. I I don't see him making it up there. Uh, he would have to be healthy and all these other guys miss multiple games for him to get into that. But the fact that is Christian Kirk going to finish as a top five PPR wide receiver, even a question says something, especially coming into the year where he was almost labeled as a bust before leaving and then getting a decent contract. And even then, no one was super excited for Christian Kirk, who is now Captain Kirk of the Jags. Ooh, Captain. Yep, I'm also going to give fiction, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> like I was said there. Obviously. I mean, top five. That's just, that's too lofty. That's very, very high. Yeah, that's very lofty. <laughs> top 15, um, obviously it's always better to bet the field, but if you just had to guess, the, you know, maybe 50-50 there. The targets are there, opportunities there. Last week didn't do great, but still had nine targets, which is what he's averaging every week. A wide receiver with nine targets, that's someone who's locked into your lineup. He's been good for fantasy, and I would expect him to continue performing well. Nice. All right. Well, the multi-multi-multi-million dollar <laughs> Kirk looking pretty good this season, but maybe questionably top five. Okay. Incoming, we've got some chick by the name of Noble G711 who just sent me a question. A statement, a bold, a bold prediction of factor fiction. <laughs> Put the little alert sound. <laughs> she sounds hilarious. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this chick is, but she's amazing. <laughs> so I hear. Amon Ross St. Brown finishes as a top five wide receiver <laughs> in the league. Is this average points per game this season? Yes. <laughs> Possibly. Better chance than overall. Overall, he won't finish as a top five receiver, but maybe on points per game. If he misses the rest of the year, it'd be fact, I assume. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's going to be back this week. If he's back this week, he has he has a better shot of finishing top five than Kirk. Yeah. If he's back this week, I, I I'm still I'm still absolutely going fiction. That's <laughs> obviously all right. Yeah. Nick, any obviously. thoughts on this? Noble, cover your ears. <laughs> oh, I have to remove my AirPods. <laughs> no, Nick. You're about to hurt my heart. <laughs> or this noble G711 girl's heart. Whoever she is. <laughs> Whoever she is. You know, Amon Ra missed last week. Yes, that was disappointing, especially, you know, when he was playing in the previous game. I did know that he went to the, was limping on the sideline and whatnot. And, you know, in his absence, my boy TJ Hawkinson blew up. So I think TJ Hawkinson is the new Amon Ra St. Brown. Um, oh, lies. <laughs> okay. Lies. The, all right. Yes. <laughs> fiction. Fabricated. I made it up. <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown is still number two in average points per game at wide receiver. So it's not outlandish to ask, but for reasons previously stated, and then now add on top of it, currently hurt. I would always much rather bet the field, like Henry said, but these were the weeks when you needed Amon to be healthy and snapping, and he just missed last week. So He's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. I'm fine. Yep, he's going to be okay, which isn't <laughs> top five man he would probably have had a crazy game in that shootout and at that point if he had put up 25 30 points last week probably <laughs> uh, top five gotcha so back to fiction the lines never score less than 30 points in a game for the rest of the season <laughs> <laughs> never back to fiction the lions never give up less than 30 points in a game this season <laughs> That's part of how it's happening. That's the only team in the league that could that could put up thirty points every week and lose every week and lose every week. Yep, every single week that like has a really good shot of putting up thirty and not winning. That literally sounds like my fantasy football life this year. Like I could score all of these points and somehow I'm still <laughs> losing every freaking game. I feel for the Lions right now. <laughs> I had a league this week where sacks are like minus a point and picks are like minus fours something and then completion percentage it's similar to scott fishbowl scoring and our quarterbacks combined for negative 36 nice so jared goff what? definitely better than that yeah it was like fields trubisky some other guys like mariota yep do you say negative 36 negative uh, stafford yeah negative 36 yep yep no. stafford will do that to you this year <laughs> Oh. Pick sixes, I think. Remember when we were looking at which quarterback we were going to like for the Scott Fishbowl, and we looked at how frequently Stafford has been sacked. He has sacked mm. a lot. And that was super evident last night. Just sacked left and right, and then like... And, and the picks. Yet somehow I still ended up with Stafford on my <laughs> Scott Fishbowl roster. <laughs> Well, <laughs> all right. Is, uh, is the Jared Goff one actually a factor fiction? I'll go with fiction. They're eventually, they're not going to score 30. Yeah. <laughs> Probably this week against the Patriots, I'm going to guess. They don't score 30. All the Packers double score with 30. They, they, they might score 30 again. Yeah, they, they might. <laughs> but probably not every game this season. <laughs> so before last week, if you had to guess which week they were going to score less than 30 for sure, it's probably the week where they don't have Jamison, Chark, Amon Ra, and Swift. And how many did they score? Yeah, like 45. <laughs> I don't even know what it ended up at, but somewhere around there. I'm going to say fact, a hot take, even though you know at some point, like, Goff misses one week, they probably aren't scoring 30 that week. The upside of Goff is just tremendous. Upside of Goff. <laughs> 
I know. Who knew? Who knew the real upside of Goff? Like, if Jimmy G has the upside of Goff, man, Jimmy G could be a top five QB, I guess. <laughs> you know, if Jimmy G had the offensive line that Goff had, maybe he could. Yeah, what a weird team. Yeah, where offensive line is yeah. good, running backs good, receivers are okay, tight ends awesome, quarterback yeah. below league average. 30 points a game. Yeah, but below league average quarterback is still a really good quarterback. Yeah. Was that the Chase versus Sewell debate? Yep. Yep, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Goff here throwing to Amon Ra. Anyone he wants, really. And then uh, Burrow getting his sack sacked off him. <laughs> God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Okay, moving right along. <laughs> uh, phrasing? <laughs> I, I do want to just say this is awesome. Thank you so much to everyone that contributed uh, fact or fiction, questions, statements, anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is fun. Yep, Dad Runner. Yep, yep. Thank, Dad thank you, Dad Runner. Yeah. Yep, we've got Casey Webb 83 His bold prediction or fiction is that Gino is going to finish as a QB1. Uh, I'm going to go with fiction. I'm definitely going to go with fiction. I mean, I know he's like quarterback nine right now. I, I don't see that keeping up. I know he's got Lockett and Metcalf, but I, I just don't see him finishing top 12. He might he might put up a decent uh, quarterback to a year, but I, I got guys like Dak coming back. He's just not going to have those types of finishes. Never say never. I echo Papa's sentiment. It is a question, you know, if I want to reword the question yet again. Geno Smith finishes <laughs> quarterback one on the Seahawks. Maybe also fiction. It didn't look great the week before against the Falcons didn't look it certainly didn't look good against the Niners although the Niners are a great defense but he does have to play the Niners again this year the Rams twice mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. I just don't see him putting up prolific weeks they still want to try to run the ball even though they have not been great at it this year he's a game manager don't imagine a ton of shootouts so fiction for me as well I am going to say fiction but if you had phrased it as a QB2 or, or better or even like a high end QB2 I might be able to get on board. Top 15 again, maybe? It's possible. I think that's more likely than trying to bank on him being a QB1. His schedule does get tough. He does have to face some tough teams like you mentioned, including, like, the Bucks, The Jets. (laughs) You could say Geno finishes as a QB1 week 17 versus the Jets Jets and helps you win a fantasy championship. (laughs) Or Drew Locke. I could potentially say that would be fact, but as it's phrased, fiction. Mm -hmm. Phrasing. Phrasing. It's all about the phrasing. Getting a lot of fictions. Well, these are all bold takes. I'm pretty sure people are out there putting their their hot takes in. I got my bucket of water ready. Oh, yeah. All right. Next bold prediction. Kyle Pitts won't finish above 13 fantasy points PPR non-tight end premium for the rest of the year with Mariota at quarterback. I like how it tacks on with Mariota at QB on the end because a change could be imminent. Ritter's a huge upgrade. Like (laughs) He might not because Ritter comes in at halftime next week (laughs) or something along those lines. Not necessarily saying that that would happen because I would also have to say fiction for as far as that, but probably by the end of the season, I think it's getting more and more likely 
They barely let Mariota pass at all last game. And it's not like Pitts isn't playing a lot. I think he has a decent chance to get over 13 points. I think the real gamble is how many more games with Mariota. So I'm going to say fact because Mariota is going to be benched before he gets over 13 again. Poor Marcus. I'm going to ignore the Mariota clause and just go with fiction because he's already <laughs> scored 13 points this year. And you're trying to tell me the guy is going to go the whole year. You know, let, I'm going to assume Mariota is the quarterback the rest of the year and just ignore that clause. But five catches for 80 yards, he, he can't do again or, or he can't do a little bit less and score one touchdown. I, and I think it's unlikely to say that he does not score above 13 fantasy points in a game this year. I agree. Unless you really want to like make it like, oh, if uh, Marietta doesn't throw the ball more than 40 times, you know, right. if you want to add a bunch of clauses in, maybe you can make this work. But Yeah, very interesting what's happened with the snap count. Uh, I know I mentioned on a previous pod that he's been on the field more than like any non-quarterback and recent weeks snap percentage been below 70% the last two weeks. Perhaps just trying to run the ball, getting some jumbo packages, give him some rest, and then who knows. But even in the week where he had 67% of snaps, that's the week he scored 13 points. Like Papa said, he's just going to have to score a touchdown, which I don't think we saw at all last year or once. So I think maybe one. Yeah. Maybe that'll just be a weird stat again where it's, man, imagine if Kyle Pitts would get the ball in the red zone at all. Maybe he's getting double teamed, taken away over the middle. Uh, I will also say a fact along with Iowa, simply with the Mariota clause. Again, they're winning right now. I think they're two and two, but when the season inevitably goes poorly for the Falcons, it'll be, you know, let's put in Ritter, see what we have, and then maybe get a better pick. I have a fact or fiction for you guys that isn't on our list here. Already. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, never mind. Oh, it is on the list. Noble has a fact or fiction involving a Falcons <laughs> running back. Okay. She's trying to find it. Noble, MJ, Tyler, Algier. Okay, okay. I was like, I think that's the one. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Tyler Algier, who indeed plays for the Falcons, uh, finishes RB36 or better this year. I'm going to go with fiction and say that no no Falcons running back will finish there. And that it won't, it, it, it's never going to be just him. It's going to be him with whoever else they can fit on the field. And it's just not going to be a pretty situation to ever have to start any of the players on that team at, at that position. Especially since they're not good. They're not going to be running the ball a ton from the running back spot. Yeah, depending on how long Patterson's gone for, could see them be a team that adds another free agent running back. Caleb Huntley was more involved than you would expect Caleb Huntley to be involved. And I think they have Daryl Williams still coming off IR relatively soon. And he was the RB2 before he went down. So I would also say fiction. It's just he has so much ground to make up already. Um, If you said from this point on, it gets a little more interesting. But in total, not a big love of the talent and not a big fan of the team. Um, You mentioned Cordero being out for a little bit. What, What was... Knee injury put on IR. He's expected to return at some point but no one really knows if it's going to be closer to four weeks or closer to eight. Sounds maybe. like he's expected to return at some point, so maybe week 12. I mean, he's put on IR, so that's at least four weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's out indefinitely. Dang. Okay. I saw it hypothesized that it should be closer to the four-week increment. That's good to hear. At this point, it's it's all guesses. Who knows? And it's like, oh, well, he's still a young guy. Oh, he's 31. So it's like this wasn't necessarily an unlikely even thing to happen. Uh, Tyler Ogier, they obviously gave some draft capital fifth-round pick this 
last year. So they're somewhat invested in him. Uh, Damian Williams, I think, is nothing more than a complimentary, but he could be a surprise to take something away. But at least in the short term, he might be playable. He's definitely a top 36 RB play in the short term. I think he could sneak in there or maybe even a lot better. But uh, finishing the year RB36, that means he takes the role and earns some kind of valuable role on a Falcons offense. It seems doubtful. It's not even that high of a bar, though. <laughs> it, I'm just going to go fiction. He caught passes in college. I get that aspect. He's not a little guy, so he could potentially cross the goal line for a touchdown, which if he stays healthy and he's the only one that's healthy all season and he plays all the games, could it end up being a top 36? Sure. But, but you make me guess. I'm going to say fiction. It's another case of betting the field. Last year, RB36 was the Falcons RB2. Mike Davis uh, made a lot of hay in the receiving game. I just don't necessarily see him scoring the 134 points required to be an RB36 or better. So definitely fiction for me. So yeah, have we figured out, is it Dobbs? Is it Dubs? Do we know yet? Did we get a, we did get a zappy clarification. <laughs> I was, I was listening to our podcast from last week and Henry mentions, I really hope that he comes in so we get clarification on how to say his name. And I was like, oops. They called him Zappy. Yeah, and they so also called him Zappy. The... And oh, they, they called Tyrod Taylor Tyrod for years, so I guess we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tyrod. Yeah, I was waiting for his head to pop up. If we get, if he gets to start this week, and the broadcast starts, and his head pops up, and he gets to say his name yeah, yeah. and where he's from, we'll know. Until then, yeah, we we it's still a big question yeah. mark. Mm-hmm. I feel like his professional NFL persona needs to be. Zap. Like, I feel like Zappy is like cute. It's cute. It's cute. It's like college young, like, what up, Zappy? And now it's like Zap. Mm -hmm. I like it. Grown man Zap. That's how I'm. That's, yeah. When he's older, he's Zap. (laughs) So let's go to another player who maybe we're not entirely sure how to pronounce his name Romeo Dubs. Dubs. That's how they've been saying. They've been saying Dubs all season. So Dubs. Okay. Romeo Dubs finishes wide receiver 36 or better this year. Our our friends really like the number 36. That's wide receiver 36. Because they're trying to play it safe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So wide receiver 36 or better this year. Year. Are we, is this a bold prediction of fact or fiction? I don't think it's bold, but I think it is doubtful. <laughs> doubtful. It's doubtful. Doubtful. I like it, Mike. Look at Mike trying to be punny. <laughs> I'm trying to wake up. I took a hard nap earlier, right after work, and then I woke up at like 7.15. I'm like, oh, I gotta wake, go get beer. I gotta turn my computer on. Mm-hmm. I gotta get on with these idiots <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Papa's return is dubful. <laughs> yeah. Pop, yeah, Papa's out, and his return is doubtful. Dubful. Dubful. Dubsful. Dubful. Dubsful. Yeah. I'm out with an ankle injury. He's got an ankle. He's got a back injury. <laughs> That's a back injury. Maybe. Back next week. (laughs) Maybe. Be be back second quarter. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. All right. What do we think? What do we think, Mr. Henry St. Clair? This is your team. You're a huge Green Bay Packer fan. (laughs) One of the biggest. You know. Uh, He's only 5'9". Yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
It's true. It's true. One of the averagest <laughs> Packers fans. One of the averagest. Not the biggest. Biggest. Not the, not the <laughs> biggest. When we're, when we're talking about big. <laughs> he's really cute, though. <laughs> he, he's Henry. The cutest Packers fan. The cutest Packers fan. <laughs> like a cute Zappé. Zappé. Henry. I'm going to shock the world here and give a fact. Ooh, because you're a Packers fan, you believe. It's more that he is currently their most talented receiver on the field. He's better than Hall of Famer Lazard, in my opinion. Lazard is mostly out there to block. He is not a super polished route runner. He's a good 50-50 ball winner. He's 6'5". Dobbs, the last two weeks, has been great for fantasy. He's currently the wide receiver 39. First two weeks, pretty uninvolved. So if he continues getting around 90% of snaps with Aaron Rodgers, at quarterback being the best target, again, in my opinion. I would say he could finish the top 36. It obviously depends on how Christian Watson eventually fits into the offense and if he gets more involved and uh, the health of Randall Cobb. You know, I, I'm betting on Romeo Dobbs to beat out Cobb. <laughs> so, Henry, Dobb and Cobb, you were pretty high on Christian Watson going into the season. You were definitely that was your man. People were talking Sky Moore and you're like, no way, Christian Watson over Sky Moore. I think everybody had Christian Watson in this group over Sky about Moore. About even for Iowa, I think. But yeah, yep, same tier. So are you changing your opinion a little bit of Dobbs where you, if you could go back in time, would you have picked Dobbs over Watson? Or do you think Watson is still a better player overall than Dobbs when he's back and he's healthy? I definitely think Watson is the more talented receiver. He had the knee injury and then he got rebanged up and he's been questionable in and out. They're still calling very specific plays to get Watson involved. It's end arounds. It's lining him up in weird positions, moving him around the field. It's they're trying to find his role in the offense and also not trying to overuse him and kind of ease him into things. So I expect as the season goes on, him to get more involved. Like I said, I think Dobbs is more suited to be a slot receiver. He doesn't have elite speed. He does run pretty good routes. So I would like to see Lazard and Watson on the outside and then Dobbs in the slot and perhaps they can coexist. Okay. I was just curious if there was a... Yeah, it's not so much like fading Watson as it is like also believing that Dobbs is better than I thought and certainly NFL caliber starter. Yeah, because people thought he was a little bit of a trap. Yeah, he didn't have the greatest uh, combine. He had good stats in college but played at Nevada, so it was kind of a question of level of competition. The measurables weren't great, but he's proven to be solid. And he wasn't an early declare. Okay. Yep. Touted as a technician. Which is what he looks like. So you think think your transition to the NFL it's it's gone over relatively smoothly Christian Watson FCS school limited number of games played coming in already hurt hurt during learning portions of the offseason it's just expected that Christian Watson is probably going to start slow doesn't mean he's worse than Dobbs they spent that second round pick on Watson with Dobbs on the board so they know what the deal is there while 
temporarily. It might be cool for Dobbs. I can't see it adding up in a full season total to being a wide receiver 36. He'd have to stay healthy and lots and lots of injuries to people who are good for that really to happen. So I'm going to say fiction, even with the bar not necessarily set super high at wide receiver 36. Okay, interesting. Yeah, Dobbs is the example of a dart throw late round to right now you're really excited about. Yes, I said that. That you can you can use. Christian Watson is Juliet in a tragic love story with Romeo Dubs. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird because going into the draft, I believe there was a clarification made on his name being Dubs. And then there were interviews with Roger in the offseason talking about the rookies. And he goes, you know, we've got Christian coming off injury or whatever. He's like, but Dobbs has been really good. And people are like, Dobbs? Like, really? They're like, Roger, you don't even know how to pronounce his name. And then all the commentators are like, Dobbs. So, again, one of those where maybe you want to see his face and him pronounce it himself. Yeah. I mean, if Rogers calls you Dobbs, I think you're Dobbs. Yeah, you're Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just you now. Thanks, Mike. My name's not Mike. It is now. Yeah. You've just inherited that name, whether you like it or not. So I think it's really important to go to Chisco's bold prediction or fiction because, you know, it is Chisco. Jamal Williams will finish with more points than DeAndre Swift. Fact or fiction? So we're just asking if Swift's going to get hurt again this year. He's not going to play very much. And if Jamal Williams is going to start on this super-powered Lions offense that's always playing from behind. Uh, I sure hope this is fiction. (laughs) All of the Swift owners out there are like, please, fiction! This is like Magic 8-Ball. That's what we're doing right now is we're going to the Magic 8-Ball. I want to say please fiction, but there's totally a world where where this happens. I mean, this could definitely happen. Swift gets hurt. He comes back. Maybe he gets hurt again. And Jamal Williams is just the starter of the whole year. That could definitely happen. If Swift's playing, I don't think it happens. Sources point to yes (laughs) is on that one. Magic 8-Ball. Yes. Uh, Even in the games where Swift was healthy, it did appear as though Jamal Williams was the goal line runner back really good offensive line so there's good chance that they could plow it through from the two yard line and he winds up the year I mean, he already has six touchdowns through four games so if he finishes the year with some outlier number of like 15 touchdowns maybe he has a 21 point lead on swift already um sounds like swift will be back after the bye which is only one more week i'm gonna bet that swift catches back up to him being a receiving back and full point ppr just being a cheat code so i would bet on that being fiction but they'll both be relevant and possibly playable every week. I really want to say Jamal Williams is going to finish with more points and it's partially based on what you said because of the goal line stuff. Like he's putting up playable fantasy weeks with Swift there and healthy. Even though really I think from week two on he was dealing with something along the lines. So but whatever the case may be I think it's it's a close race that Swift wins that you might look at the last two season the last two weeks and be like wow over 20 points a game it might be an opportunity to if you're a rebuild and you happen to have jamal williams on your team sell him now like you sell him last week (laughs) broken news (laughs) you're one you're one week late on selling him but you can still get good value so fiction uh, the way this is phrased even though i think i paraquoted cheesco he did ask a question he didn't say a statement 
different <laughs> when he did it. He had a question mark. Okay. We saw the Packers kind of run the ball down the throats of the Patriots last week, and the Lions play the Patriots this week, so it could be another 20-carry, 20 20-point 20 game, you know, from Jamal Williams. And then selling before the bye, people are unsure about Swift, and you know that he'll be back after the bye because you listen to us. Mmm, <laughs> actionable information. Be Hope back so. swiftly. Never. Yep. <laughs> sometimes early, never yeah, wrong. Never, yeah, sometimes early, yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. Often swift. Often <laughs> swift, never never <laughs> sometimes too swift yeah. never wrong <laughs> thank you chisco thank you <laughs> all right this one hurts for all of the hurts owners managers whatever out there hurts finishes outside the top 12 at qb for the season haters is he getting a position switch <laughs> so this is fiction yeah i would uh imagine this is fiction what the quarterback three right now unless you play in six point where he's like the quarterback nine it's the rushing of the ball from the quarterback position and he also is aj brown now i mean rushing will do that in a fantasy quarterback top 12 i mean you're literally just predicting injury if he plays 17 or if they rest him because they have the one seed locked up 16 or 15 or something it's yeah if he plays he's in the top 12 for the season yes even though it wasn't this week cooper rush was yeah <laughs> i'm definitely gonna go fiction there but i but i will say that i think he will finish closer to 12 than he does one you know i don't think i'm not saying last week is more like what we'll see out of him but i, I don't think we're gonna see 5,000 plus passing yard pace Jalen Hurts. I, I don't think that's reasonable. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I think he will have a top 12 finish, definitely. I really liked watching the Manning cast on Monday night because they brought Jalen Hurts on there, and they asked him "Is like, what quarterback do you watch to emulate things they do, or whatever? And he wouldn't list any of the current ones mm. and basically responded that they're throwing different things at me each week, and it's just required different things out of me. Like, there's a week where Hurts was didn't run a lot and threw a lot and was still good. So currently QB3 by average points per game. I think it's a really solid bet that he's like he's a top 12 and you know quarterback and running back for sure. Hurts the RB1 for the rest of the season and I might say fact. <laughs> for the Eagles or overall? <laughs> <laughs> well his current 25 point pace or whatever is better than Nick Chubb who sits at one currently. He's at one? Yeah. How about Nick Chubb? Yes. Nick Chubb's like tearing it up. No way. Like it, yeah. Chubb is RB1. Mike is like, I need a fact check on this. No, that, that is a fact. He is the RB1 by like 0.6 points over Saquon. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at Mike's yeah. like, no way. Saquon's got that. I did see something online that is the lowest at, through this point in yeah. the season. It is the lowest RB1 season since 1997 Curtis Martin at this point in the year. Yeah, it's kind of been a wide receiver season. Season for sure. It's just been low scoring in no. general, like just overall as far yeah. as points. I think we've you know, yeah, we got a lot of people that are Jamar not performing. Chase last year compared to this year where it's you're seeing normal scoring out of him and you're pissed off because you're like, why aren't you putting 37 points on the board every week? You know, you're putting 10 or 12 or whatever. What? And, Do you not have yeah. the upside of golf? <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is currently the RB26 on the season with 44.5 fantasy points ahead of Najee Harris, one behind Alvin Cook. 
Are you are you going by purely his wow. rushing yards? Yeah, yeah. Well, you said he finishes yeah. as the RB one. Yeah, by his rushing yards, he's the RB two. So running backs get credit for catches, but Hurts doesn't get credit for anything other than rushing. Well, you were saying as a running back, I think a lot of quarterbacks would finish as the RB one if they counted as a running back, right? Like Josh Allen would finish as the RB one if you gave him five thousand <laughs> passing yards. That's fair. Which is crazy though. I mean, Jalen Hurts is the RB twenty six. Just rushing is the RB one. That's better than Najee. Like that's. <laughs> So almost at RB2. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Like right now, there are five quarterbacks who have averaged more points per game than Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. who is the currently the RB1. It's names you know and love. Lamar, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and... <laughs> Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff. <laughs> It just doesn't. One doesn't. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's the ugly dragon of that group. For sure. One is not like the others. Uh, one of these things does not belong. Yeah, but so we should be playing two truths and a lie. And if you ask that question, everybody would go, eh, Jared Goff. Yeah, exactly. and it's like no. It's like Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, and Jared Goff are top five quarterbacks. Two truths and a lie. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody's yeah. Got, everybody is going to guess Jared Goff, mm. and they're all going to be wrong. Injured. Yeah, but none are injured. Wild. Wow. Yeah, but I definitely think fiction on Hurts. I mean, just the amount of points that just the rushing would give him, like, at quarterback. As a floor. As a floor. Yeah, if you're RB26, that's your floor. <laughs> Even if you attempt to pass the whole game. If he were Justin Fields in the passing game, he would still be quarterback 12 or better. Oh, Fields. All right, so we're getting uh, we're getting close on time here, but this is too much fun to stop now. We've got three factor fictions left, and then we will wrap it up. Yeah, you want to, like, lump these all together? Uh, rapid fire. Rapid fire. Hit us with rapid fire, Noble. All right, rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire. Rapid fire, factor fiction. Okay. Okay. Who who likes Justin Henry? Sure, nobody. Sure, sure. I'll take Fields. <laughs> <laughs> rapid podcast. <laughs> rapid, rapid. We're, we're going really fast. Does that mean I have to talk fast? Because I don't. I don't know if I can talk more. Yes. Okay. Justin Fields, bottom three fantasy quarterback among those who are still starting. Fact or fiction? The fact he's currently the worst fantasy points per game starting quarterback. He's behind Garoppolo and Mac Jones, who have missed time. Behind Joe Flacco, he will definitely be like one of the three worst starting quarterbacks for fantasy, it seems. Okay. Uh, this one, Tank loves Bears. Let's go Mike. Obviously. Cool. Yeah, loves Dobbins. <laughs> Obviously. Dobbins finishes top eight running back. Oh, man, I love the enthusiasm. I, I love Dobbins, <laughs> but I don't even see him in a full season being like like a top eight running back, so I, I gotta go fiction. He's got a lot to catch up this this year, and I never liked Dobbins as being like a high volume, you know, like a top six, top seven guy like that. Okay, so we're going fiction. Dobbins will not be a top eight running back. But I love the enthusiasm. I do like Dobbins a okay, lot. So let's hope for the best. And last but not least, we're going to Mr. Nick James, Iowa in the NFL. <laughs> Tua will finish as a top 10 quarterback. Absolutely not fiction. Fabrication. We made it up. No, we gotcha. We're missing another week this week, at least. Tyreek said on his Twitch stream, he's like, few weeks, month, who knows, whatever they decide. That just makes it sound like scary and missing time to me. At 
the very least, it's now. And his next few games, Jets, Vikings, Steelers, Lions, Bears, Browns. There's a bunch of the good games in this next stretch. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many he'll be there for. But then after that, he gets the Texans. And then from that point on, Niners, Chargers, Bills, Packers, Patriots to end the season. Tough matchups. It's a rough stretch at the end. So by the time he's going again, it's all the tough matchups. And the bar is set at QB 10. I just don't think Tua makes up that much ground. He's going to miss, obviously, at least next week. So it's uh, I see it as pretty dubious for this season. Though we've Dubious. seen things that make you <laughs> excited for the future. What did I say? Dubious. Dubious. I was going to do that, too. In the theme of today, it would be Dubious. Is he ruled out, or is he just Dobful? Hey, Tua could just you know put up golf numbers each week, and then... Yeah, the upsetting golf. Yeah. And obviously, we wish Tua all the best. That was a very scary moment. So, not to make light of the situation, we do hope he's back sooner than later because that means all is well but i know i need to win games with him yep <laughs> i do we all do but we will be patient for his return hopefully he will be healthy and ready to go here soon all right well that wraps up a really fun episode of the rank draft trade podcast we were having so much fun we just completely lost track of time so thank you to all who submitted their bold predictions or fictions that was a lot of fun feel free at any point in time we love getting questions from our family friends fans and phalanges and whatever we deem our fan club Uh, so by all means send them to us find us on twitter send us your questions uh find us on sleeper you can find us on the website so thank you as always for tuning in and taking the time to listen to the ranked draft trade podcast as always we hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true and until next time peace peace out love and prosperity i thought of a name (laughs) for our listeners oh oh this is a great way only friends only friends Until next time, peace. Good night.